Welcome back to Empowered Rx. We are the mentorship program and community that helps women who have had their lives disrupted by trauma to reclaim their health and step into their power. At Empowered Rx, we believe in the transformative and healing power of fitness, nutrition, and mindset. We're here to give you actionable tips and resources that will help you get back on track and reach your goals. We are here to help you turn your struggles into strengths so that you can be so strong, so healthy, and so empowered. Welcome back to Empowered Rx. We are the mentorship program that helps young girls and women to reclaim their lives after it's been disrupted by trauma and eating disorders. Now, we just did an episode on back to school with an eating disorder for parents specifically. This episode is going to be geared towards our young girls who are anxious about starting school this week. My message to you guys is that everything is going to be okay if we trust the process. And today that's what we're gonna talk about is the process of transitioning back to school. Now, you girls are so amazing. You have worked so hard at your recovery all summer. And for so many of you, you've made so many improvements. You've hit so many milestones and you're so strong now, internally and externally. You're gonna be returning to school with a completely new outlook and take on life. You're gonna know what it means to struggle, but you're also gonna know what it means to do hard work and to succeed. You're gonna know what it takes to keep yourself healthy, and going in with a plan and consistency is going to help us feel so much better. Our first question comes from a young girl asking, why am I the only one that's gonna be eating lunch at the table? How is that okay? That seems so unfair. Ladies, I'm sorry, I know it seems so unfair, but listen. Diet culture is so pervasive and widespread that most women are stuck in it. Unfortunately, you ladies kind of got stuck in it a little more than others, or it was impacting you a little more than others. And for this reason, you sought help. You are so brave and so strong for doing that. What we need to realize is that our journey is not like anybody else's. We're walking our own path as soon as we try to step off of ours and onto somebody else's, we end up at risk for relapsing and you've worked way too hard for that. So here's a few tips. If you sit down at the lunch table in the cafeteria and you look around and you see a lot of the girls are not eating lunch, I want you to take five deep breaths and remember that you are a recovery warrior. Being a warrior means it's not always easy and sometimes we have to fight through things or battle through things. But being a warrior also means we are strong, brave, and loyal to our cause. Here's the thing. We might go through our eating disorder and feel shame like we have to hide it. The reality is if those girls are not eating lunch, they're also struggling with body image and the social pressures to fit in. You might even be able to help them feel a little bit better by sharing something about your own journey. I might even look around and say to the girl next to me if she's not eating lunch, hey, why aren't you eating lunch? She says, oh, I'm trying to diet or mention something about her weight or says she's not hungry. It might be okay to say something like, I used to skip lunch too when I got really sick from it. 
I really would hate to see you go down that road. I hope you're okay. And if you ever need to talk, I'm here for you. Other girls might hear this and they might say, oh, wow. It might give them permission to eat lunch or it might give them permission to explore the concept of diet culture a little bit more. You can also tell them that you're part of this really cool group called Empowered Rx where you help other women discover their strengths and overcome diet culture. Most girls won't even know what diet culture means because our society just blindly accepts it. My next tip for you is to have a backup plan for those really hard days. If we're having a tough day and we walk into the cafeteria and see that our friends are not eating lunch, having a backup plan where we can go eat lunch in um, a teacher's classroom or with the nurse is gonna be a great reprieve. Having that escape plan is gonna make us feel like we are okay and it's gonna decrease the chances that we end up skipping lunch ourselves. My next tip for you guys is to be open with your parents and your care team. We have um, this agreement that we make between our parents and our clients, and that is that whatever is not finished at lunch gets put back into the lunchbox rather than being thrown away. This allows parents to still observe how much food is being consumed and allows to make up later in the day for snacks if needed. Anxiety is awful, right? It sometimes makes us lose our appetite or feel really sick. So some days you might not be able to finish your whole lunch, but if you throw it out and hide that, you're not gonna be able to catch up later in the day and you'll end up closer to relapse and we just don't want that. Okay. Our next question comes to us from a girl who says, I'm not allowed to participate in my sport this year. I feel like an outcast. All of my friends were from my sports team. This is so, so hard because exercise is often abused and overused when we're struggling with an eating disorder, especially if we're struggling to meet our meal compliancy, adding in additional workouts is only going to make recovery that much more difficult and unsafe. One of the things that I suggest is talking to your coach and asking to be part of that team still if it's something that will make you happy. You can always offer to come and cheer your team on. You could come and go to their socials. You could come to games and assist. There's other ways for us to be involved in the team without having to participate as an athlete ourselves. Once an athlete, always an athlete. So it can feel like we're losing part of our identity when we have to put sports and exercise on pause. But let me tell you this. The more that you recover and the stronger your resolve becomes, the more confident you will be as an athlete and the more able you'll be able to navigate true health. Athletes fuel their bodies, they take recovery days, and they respect their body's signals. Most of us in recovery are coming from a history of over-abusing exercise, under-fueling, and really kind of just beating our body up without rest. The next question comes from one of our younger girls who says that she is afraid that she will lose friends or not make friends when she enters her new high school because of all the differences that she has compared to them now. One of the things I'm going to tell you ladies is that high school can be stressful. It can be clicky. And when we look back on it in our adult years, we realize just how silly some of those social cliques and standards are. You need to be true to yourself. 
you know deep down what your inner voice wants to do. You know that healing is a priority and you know you want to live a long and healthy life. So my question for you is this. What are you going to do with this one precious life that we have to live? Are you going to let diet culture rule it? Or are you going to take stand and reclaim your health and your life? Use your voice. It's okay to say no. It's okay to stand apart from the crowd, especially when it protects your well-being. Your friends might skip lunch, and that is a concern, but you need to focus your concern on your own journey. Turn inwards and ask yourself, what is going to keep me on this path of recovery? What will keep me strong and healthy? It's not going to be skipping meals. It's not going to be sneaking in workouts, and it certainly isn't going to be locking ourselves in our room. Socializing is going to be a little bit different to navigate. A lot of times our friends will go out to eat or they'll do physical activity. If we're on a meal plan or have a strict plan from our providers, we're not going to be able to partake or engage in these things, but we can still be there. It's not all or nothing. Remember, this process is complicated. It's okay to go out to dinner with your friends and eat dinner beforehand. You can sit, you can socialize, you can get a drink, you can even get an additional snack. It's okay to sit and socialize without having to engage in any food behaviors. And if your friends ask you, why aren't you eating? You can tell them. It's so much easier to be honest with our friends about what our struggles are because deep down, most girls are struggling with their body image. Most girls know what it feels like to feel like they're not good enough. And by you being vulnerable, you set an example for every single girl that's around you. And I'm so proud of you for all of the examples you're already setting so far. The next question comes from one of our girls who is a little bit older. And she says that her body has completely changed over the summer since she started recovery. She feels awkward and feels that nobody will like her anymore. And she's worried what the males at her school will think of her. Now, a little bit of background, this young lady has told me and has given me permission to share this with you guys because she wants to help others. She is somebody who used to get a lot of attention from boys and it actually fueled her eating disorder. The more men commented on her body, the more she actually felt the need to be perfect. And it actually made her restrict more, lose weight faster, and it was a vicious cycle. So the fact that she's worrying about male attention is a sign that she's worried about not being good enough. But we know that beauty comes in all different shapes, colors, and sizes. There is not one size that is better than the other. If there are boys that think that, they are immature and they are also living in diet culture. Yes, men live in diet culture too without suffering from it. Men who have these certain ideals of what a woman's body should look like do not necessarily have a full understanding of health or what it means to be a woman in this society. And unfortunately, this is something that is quite common in teen adolescence, and it will hopefully change as the male matures and gets older. For some, it won't, and you deserve more. So if a man ever tells you your body is not good enough, walk away because you're better than that. You deserve all the love in the world, and you deserve to have somebody who respects your body no matter what it looks like and no matter how it changes.
Now I realize that transitioning back to school, having different clothes, being a different size, it can be uncomfortable. People go through all sorts of changes. People break bones and have to heal them. They stop playing a sport because of injuries. Our bodies change for so many different reasons. We get older, we go through puberty. It's natural for our bodies to change over time. A woman's body is gonna change every few years based on a different phase of life that she's entering. So learning to respect our natural changes and the ebb and flow of our body is gonna be a lifelong skill that we need to learn to embrace. And by getting a jump start on practicing this skill early, you're gonna be that much happier in your adult years. And now we're gonna touch on a question that almost every single one of my clients has asked me. Anxiety is hard. How can I make it through the day without being triggered? How can I handle all these stressors? One of the things that we need to accept and realize is that we cannot necessarily prevent triggers but we can control how we respond to them. There's a difference between reacting and responding. That difference exists in practicing the pause. When we react, we don't really think, we go on autopilot and we let our scared brain kind of dictate what we do next, or we let our eating disorder dictate. When we respond, we take a deep breath, we step back, and we try to look at the situation from an outside perspective. This can be so, so hard, I know, but it's gonna help us so much more. So we're gonna go through a couple scenarios that are gonna be common for you guys transitioning back into school, and these are real life scenarios that our clients have gotten into, and we've helped them through. So there's been, been success here and it's all about trusting in the process. Now I do wanna say that what works for one person might not work for another. Eating disorders are highly individualized, right? So if you end up working with EmpowerRx, we specifically take you as an individual and help you find the solutions that work best for you. So these are generic. We can tailor them to meet your needs if you reach out to us, um, which you can do at any time. My email is leah, L-E-A-H, at empoweredrx.org. Okay, so the first scenario is that we're sitting in class and something triggers us. What do we do? Well, when we get triggered, the room can start to feel a lot smaller. We can start to feel our heart racing. We can start to feel our muscles tense and everything just feels catastrophic, like the world's gonna end or something bad is gonna happen. When we start to notice our body getting into this state, I want you to take five deep breaths, breathing in for four, one, two, three, four, hold and exhale for four, four, three, two, one. Repeat that five times. If you're still feeling the same exact sensations, then I'm going to ask you to try to request going out into the hallway to practice a little bit more mindful breathing. If you notice that that quick breath and check-in helped ground you, then what we can do is kind of just sit still in that moment at our desk or wherever we are and think about why recovery is so important to us and how far we've come. I often like to have girls pick a mantra of the day or of the week, something that's gonna be either an inspiring quote or an inspiring phrase that we can write on our hand or on our notebook or just keep in our mind throughout the day for those tough moments. One of my favorites is, I am strong or I can do hard things. 
because the reality is is that the eating disorder recovery process is hard it's going to be hard no matter what but the more we face it and the more we do what we need to do to heal the easier it will become in the long run to override those behaviors Another one of my favorite tricks is the 50 state trick. Now, some of these kids out here, I don't know about you guys, uh, they know the 50 state song like the back of their hand and so it's not as effective. So I'll give you guys an alternative if you already know all 50 states uh, easily. So what happens is we get into the state of panic, right? And I'm gonna have you practice that breath. Breathe in for four and exhale for four. Do that a few times and then what you're gonna do is you're gonna either pull out a piece of paper or on the top of your head, you're gonna try to list as many states as possible. You see, our brain can't really process emotions and recall facts at the same time. And so this is a form of distraction that's gonna help interrupt that stream of anxiety and reroute us into something that's a little bit more logical and unemotional. This works nearly in one minute, okay? And if we're really worked up, it might not work effectively. Um, But for those experiencing subtle anxiety, this is a great method. Now, if you know the 50 states, you can try reciting pi, 3.14159, 26, I don't know the rest. But you can catch the drift. You can go with capitals. You can go with um, an A to Z band list. Whatever you need to do, make it factual, make it logical, and make it somewhat out of our comfort zone and difficult to do so that our brain has to think on a different path. My next tip for anxiety is to possibly carry around a notebook that is a recovery notebook. This is your personal space to do whatever you need to do throughout the day to help ground yourself and to remind you that you are a warrior that can do hard things, right? So when we're feeling anxiety, sometimes it's good to do a spew letter. And a spew letter can be, uh, we simply title it Dear Eating Disorder, okay? Dear Eating Disorder. And we spew out whatever is making us anxious or angry. We write it all down. We let it out on paper. This is an extremely cathartic way of processing our emotions, getting that frustration out, and letting go of that anxiety. It can help us to kind of keep things in perspective and to realize all the damage that our eating disorder has done and all that we've fought for along the way. The next tip is to have your safe space and safe people already picked out at school. This might be a teacher that you love. This might be a principal who knows what's going on with you. Telling the school what your situation is might be hard at first, but it's going to ultimately help give you the tools you need and the resources are gonna be more readily available to you. Having the nurse available for lunch breaks, having a teacher that's willing to have you sit in her classroom over lunch or over recess, it can make a big difference. I find a lot of times that art teachers or music teachers or even English teachers are more than happy to have you sit in their room and give you creative prompts to help you guide your recovery. Uh, This is extremely important and we also have prompts for writing, um, for art and for music, for those of you who are looking for some eating disorder recovery specific prompts. So ladies, we're gonna wrap it up there for today. I just wanna leave you with these couple of facts here. Number one, you can do hard things. You've already done so many hard things in the recovery process. I believe in each and every single one of you. Number two, being anti-diet culture and being healthy is going to help you and help other people around you to feel more comfortable to take care of themselves. 
It's okay to be different. In fact, being unique is what makes you, you, and you are wonderful as you are. Number three, we are always here to help you. You can reach out at any time to Leah, L-E-A-H, at empoweredrx.org. Just shoot us a message and let us know how the first day of school went. Let us know questions you have or situations you need help with, and we'll cover them on our next podcast episode. And this is all for free. You can also find us on Empowered Rx when you go to Instagram. So girls, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. You're going to have an amazing year as long as you trust the process. We are here for you. We believe in you. The sky is the limit, and you are incredibly brave, incredibly strong, and amazing. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Empowered Rx. If you want to find us for more information or to understand more about our services, you can find us on Instagram at Empowered Rx, or you can join our free Facebook community filled with women who are all trying to get healthy and happy. To find that community, simply go to Facebook and search for the Empowered Rx community. Have a great day, you guys, and stay well.